Potter City presents 21 Days in God's Presence filled with intense prayers. Date 3rd to 23rd January 2022. And now, Prophet I was studying and the Lord opened my spirit to understand that there are positive altars and there are negative altars. Yes, sir. One of the ways to raise a positive altar is worship. Prayer. So, it's not just a matter of you are singing, but you attract something in the supernatural. Mm. Because God inhabits, He comes down. So, there are positive authors. Today, we are going to take it from that angle. Yes, you cannot be, nobody is preaching this thing for you to be afraid. We are preaching it for your eyes to be open mm. so that you can receive strategies for spiritual warfare and win every satanic battle it is scriptural for you to be challenged but it's unscriptural for you to be defeated give the lord a clap of jesus if the devil tempted jesus he would tempt everybody so it is not a new thing that you are a child of god and once a while satan learned an attack he's doing his job hallelujah you too has to do your job the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. I say the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. Many years ago in Bedin Power, I started preaching what is called patterns in the bloodline. And somehow, once a while, God gave me some kind of insight and strategies for spiritual warfare. Because yesterday I told you that you cannot confront anything you have not identified once you identify it it's easy to confront it and i remember i told you it's a medical term i'm sorry the medical doctors should forgive me but proper diagnosis lose to lead to proper prescription then they are doing try and error on your life so the reason why you are not winning the battle is because you don't even know what you are dealing with and ignorance is the strength of the oppressor so once the devil know you don't know he takes advantage of it Paul said that I pray for you and that is a prayer I pray for the Ephesians church that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ Ephesians 1 17 down there the father of glory will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and Paul said that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened so understanding has eyes and if he becomes blind you are in trouble that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling Am I talking to somebody here today? So I say, he said, he's praying for you that you will receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Ephesians 1 17. So if according to what Paul said, wisdom and revelation is a spirit that you can't get it from university. I said that again. Say that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto you the spirit of wisdom. If it's a spirit, then <laughs> a faculty cannot give it to you. You need to come to a place like this. I want you to know that you are not standing here by accident. Amen. There are many people supposed to come here, but Satan has stopped them. Today, God opened my eyes to accept a lot of things that not everything that happened that I'm behind it. Yes. If you see tsunami, if you see hurricane, they can call it the act of God. It is an ignorant statement. 
Because the God I serve is not wicked. So Satan does things and people say, and he moves other people to say, this is the act of God. And then it makes people resent God. Because if you are in a country and a tsunami come to carry things away, and then somebody in the news say the act of God, then this God is a wicked God. So let's get a strategy straight. Hallelujah. So we are not preaching the altars. That is a reality we are dealing with and we are confronted with. I'm going to take you to different kinds of altars so that you understand. I'm going to talk about territorial altars. I'm going to talk about altars made by man. It started with God. Maybe God taught them. Yesterday I showed you how Adam taught his son Cain and Abel to erase an altar and sacrifice. God rejected one sacrifice and received one. Hallelujah to Jesus. I spoke to you about different things about the purpose of an altar. It's a place where humanity meets divinity. Amen. Do you remember that? You may be seated. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. The ultimate altar that has ever been raised. Somebody say ultimate. The greatest godly altar is the one raised by Jesus Christ. With his blood. With his blood. And his sacrifice. Talk to me. Amen. He made the ultimate sacrifice for men. For sin. And its consequence. So when Jesus Christ was hanging on the cross. The purpose was for sin. And its consequence. The wages of sin is death. So death is a byproduct of sin. The moment Adam and Eve sinned. They invited death. Death was around the corner. Death was created by God. But it was not created to affect man. Listen to me very carefully. Death was created. The first time we heard death, it was God that mentioned it in the Bible. In the day you eat this fruit, you will surely die. It was around, but don't get around it. So death was around. But man was not supposed to have any contact with death. So death was activated as a result of sin. Nothing just happens. Nothing just happens. You cannot just get deliverance becoming a lazy Christian. No. I told you. The height of the building determines the foundation you set. That's what it is. Don't ever compare yourself to some unbeliever that is prospering. Even those who serve the devil, they are committed to the altars that they worship. It is we that is careless about and sometimes funny about certain attitudes. But I'm going to show you some things in the Bible so that you understand. There is a divine prescription for your prosperity. And it cannot be out of the context of the way God has prescribed it. If you go this way, even Israel has conditioned. Nothing, no blessings of God is automatic. No. Every blessings of God is conditional. If you diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and do what which he says and obey him, then this blessing will follow you. If you also go the other side, then this curse will follow you. So nothing is automatic. Jesus died for everybody. People, people, now, now think about this one. Think about this one. Why is it that I'm a Christian and I'm sick? Even though the price of my healing is paid for. Think about this one. Because it doesn't fall on you automatically. And I want to emphasize that. So you can be a child of God and Satan will still deposit sickness on you. Because Jesus has paid the price for your healing. But it's your responsibility to appropriate it. 
It's not different from the fact that the price for salvation is paid for everybody, but people are still going to hell. Everybody's sin is paid for. If you see somebody die today and descend into the pit of hell, the sin is paid for. But if you don't receive Christ, you can enjoy the benefit of salvation. So if you don't receive your healing, your sickness will still be there. The same way what I'm talking about. If you don't break and deal with the altars, they will deal with you. And this is one thing that you have to learn. The day you become born again, you legally, not because you have done anything, the day you converted from darkness to light, you become an enemy to the devil. Not because of anything you have done, because of the Christ in you. So that is the devil's purpose on earth. And that is where spiritual warfare starts. <laughs> Yesterday, a man sent me a voice message from, I don't know, one of the country, maybe Europe or America. I'm not, I didn't check. Sometimes you can know that by the number. I don't even know who he sent it. And he said, Papa, my eyes were open. I saw why I have suffered in the country I've lived for over 20 something years. Yeah. Hmm. One of the most serious things you are doing is to solve spiritual problems physically. That is it. When you cross over from darkness to light, the only language the devil respects is power. I've met pastors. They say, I've prayed, 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 prayed. I don't know why my church is not growing. Because they've concluded that because they've prayed, their church must grow. There are other things that they don't know. Today, I'll chip a little bit into the technology to deal with authors. But as I was listing them and God was dictating them to me, one of them is to be better association and company. Very crucial. No. There is no self-made man. <laughs> Even your Bible says, He that walks in the wise shall be wise. A company of fools shall be destroyed. Are you getting what I'm talking about? <laughs> authors are elected by men. So there are authors in our background. Just before we were born, years ago, the authors were raised. Yesterday, I show you the way Abraham raised an altar at Bethel. Jacob was nowhere to be found. But there, there is a monument. There is a spiritual monument that came to rest there because of the altar. Now, the Lord appeared to Abraham. And those guys were smart. And they raised an altar there. Because why? An altar is a meeting place of humanity and divinity. So, once there is an altar, it will attract the supernatural. Whether positive or negative. So Jacob didn't know what has happened. He didn't even know that his grandfather has raised an altar there. He just go to the place. He put on a pillow and slept. And the Bible said because he was sleeping there, the activation of what his grandmother has, his grandfather has done, went into manifestation. God has seen another human being at a spot where he met a man called Abraham. And when God find out by his investigation, they said the man that raised an altar, this is his grandfather. This is his grandson. And immediately God stood at him and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Now, it's a very dangerous statement. That means I have a son called Anakwam. I have two daughters. When God walk into them, God will introduce himself to them. Because assuming they don't know me then, I am Anakwam. I am the God of your father Nanasai. But you, when God is introducing himself to me, who is behind, who is there? Okay, let him go. Now look at what God did. I am the God of your father, Abraham. The God of your father, Isaac. 
So he introduced himself to Jacob as the God of his father and the God of his grandmother. Who is your grandfather? So your prayerlessness and your anger and your misbehaving, I don't understand. When you come here, you are not doing me a favor. And you're not doing God a favor. No. I'm going to show you the spiritual perversion. I'm going to even show you that there is a territory you live. There is a community you live. If you don't pray, you won't prosper. I'm going to show that to you. I'm going to reveal some things in the Bible to you. Because you don't understand the territorial spirit. Every territory is a demon that tries to dominate the place. It is there. Altars are already raised at the place before you were born. It is possible. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Now, I was talking to my brother in our hometown and he was talking about something. He was directing a certain land. And my grandmother used to have land because she was married to a king, a chief or whatever. He has a lot of lands. And asked, what about this land that is a cocoa farm? He said, oh, all those places, people have developed there. They, they've sold them and people are building over there. And he even said something. He said that even the old cemetery, all of them is graded and people are building. Now you say, where you are living? Do you know what it was about 500 years ago? go and calculate from your time when they were catching slaves and they were selling them what did your great-grandfather did i have a friend and he was struggling seriously one day as i was preaching fasting he entered into a fashion he said he's an elderly man and businesses things were not going well and he had a dream and in the dream he saw people that were handcuffed and when he saw the people that were handcuffed somebody was bargaining and selling them so you could see a white man that is buying things eh? and then in a voice in a vision a voice said go to your grandmother and talk to her so he went to his grandmother and he started conversing with his grandmother that eh, do you came to meet your father he said yes do you came to meet your grandfather he said yes so if it is that is your grandfather the grandfather is going to talk about his father and his grandfather and he said your great great grandfather was, is, was selling slaves so God brought a revelation to him and showed him what he has to do to be lifted up. Because the, the consequence is that some of the slaves that you are selling can curse. Some of them have done dangerous ritualistic things. It is not enough. We can't just sit there and say that when you become born again, everything is going well. Is everything going well with you? No. There are people born again, love God doing everything fighting all kinds of sickness and there are sickness that medical science cannot even understand why this thing is there we have done all the tests we can't find anything and we are still sick we have done all tests no hallelujah you remember the girl that we pray for that you go by the grace of god, god delivered her huh she went to hospital and the medical doctor told her that, listen, I've been practicing this thing for 20-something years. This thing is no hospital thing. He referred the family to this place. They were Anglicans. And he told them, he said, I mean, I don't know him, but I listened to him on Sunny FM. I think his name is Prophet Anase. Just find him and take your child there. We will be collecting your money, but this thing is not... So the doctor told him, he said that, this thing, I don't think it can respond to medical science. So there is something you are dealing with. It is beyond the fact that money cannot stay in your hand. 
There are invisible forces. There are forces fighting your finances. As a result of an altar somebody raised that you have not confronted. So I'm not saying the altars are stronger because we have not identified that we cannot confront. We don't know that. Somebody has not heard any message like that. He has never heard anything preached. We have never heard it. And I'm going to prove it to you in the Bible. So it is ignorant that has made the devil oppress us. <laughs> Amen. There were some people called Gibeonites. They came to Joshua when Joshua was conquering the land and make and pretended they, they came as an undercover in the form of undercover and pretended they were friends but they were enemies. They were lands that Joshua was supposed to conquer and they came and tricked Joshua to make a covenant with them. Joshua did the covenant without asking God. He established the covenant. When the people came he could have gone and established the covenant with the people. So the covenant was established the fact that the Israelites cannot kill them. And the thing was see in an oath. After many years ago, eh? <laughs> Saul came to power as the first king and started killing the Gibeonites. And when David took over power, there were some things that were happening to Israel. David didn't understand. And the Bible said, David inquired of the law. Why are we going through this thing and say it's as a result of Saul disobedience but killing the Gibeonite? Did they do right? No. Saul killed them because of what they did. But he is not supposed to because of a covenant. Now, your Bible, your Bible, and the Bible we read call some people legal captives. Where did they become legal captives? They were captives. But in the spirit realm, they are, their captivity is legal because somebody sold them. I see you come out of something that they planted in your background. I say, I see you come out of something they planted in your background. So we are not just talking about satanic authors. They are also godly authors. We are going to look at all the two of them. They are godly authors and they are demonic authors. There are authors that if you come in contact with this author, it's a godly author. Now let me show you this before we continue. The way I'm standing here preaching and some of you, lovely, lovely, lovely. Sometimes after church, after I said the benediction, even yesterday was a witness, you see some people walk to the altar because so you see some people walk into the altar church is closed, they kneel down and they are calling upon the name of their God. Now, what you do there, your faith is connected to an altar because it's a meeting place of divinity and humanity. It's a place of spiritual authorization. It's a place where God meets man. There is another altar somewhere you don't know that the way God uses this altar to speak the word, there is an altar that the devil used to project wickedness. That is why I'm preaching this thing. And I'm going to show you to you. So, the fact that we have godly altars does not mean there are no satanic altars. Some of them, the reason you don't, when you meet them, you don't even know is that you are ignorant of who they are. So, it's possible that in your neighborhood, whilst you are praying midnight, somebody is chanting. When this thing happened, it was an instruction from God. 
God's instruction, God instructed them to raise physical altars. So this thing started with God. In the book of Exodus chapter 20, when you read down from verse number, I think 21 there about, let me read Exodus chapter 20 and give me the New Living Translation. Let me see something. And the people stood in the distance. Moses approached the dark cloud where God was. Watch this. And the Lord said unto Moses, say this to the people of Israel. You saw for yourselves, you saw for yourselves that I spoke to you from heaven. The Israelites saw all kinds of things. Remember, you must not make any idols of silver or gold to rival me. This is what our great-grandfathers did. So don't sit here and pretend that you live and you come from Accra. Don't pretend and deceive yourself that you are an American because you hold an American passport. Passport does not deal with others. deceive yourself that because you have a British passport, you are a British. No. The devil knows your background. And you better have that understanding before we can win the battle. If you don't know, sometimes it is important to know your history to deal with your future. Because history can repeat itself. Even God wrote in the Bible that affliction will not arise a second time. It means that if you do nothing, it will repeat itself. This is all the message for Fujians. Remember, you must not make any idols of silver or gold to rival me. Let's keep on reading to 26 at least. Build for me what? Made of earth. Physical things. Build for me. Give me the King James. Let me show you them something before you come here. Huh? An altar of earth thou shalt make unto me. Come back to it. So God instructed that at a certain point in your life, instead of doing this, raise me an altar. It is God, this is God speaking. You heard what I speak from you from heaven. So, every one of you must have different kinds of altar. It means that in your house, there must be a prayer altar. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. We are not asking you to give so that the church will be blessed. We are asking you to give so that you will be blessed. Yes, you won't deliver, but you are not ready for the price. Unfortunately for you, the way you see somebody drive a nice car and pass, who is not a Christian? And the devil starts to your mind. Even the unbelievers are not prospering. Even unbelievers are prospering. These people, they don't go to church and they are prospering. What is the source of the prosperity? What is the source? There are people you see around there, by the covenant they made with the devil, their prosperity has to last for five years. So they die on a sprainable death. Because the devil can only steal and destroy and kill finally. So, even if he's trying to prosper you now, at the end of the day, the target is killing. Listen to me. Only God can give you things and travel generations. What God gave to Abraham, he came to Isaac. Even Jacob, who ran away without a whale, he never enjoyed the whale of Isaac. Jacob never received any goat or cattle from Isaac, but he came back as a nation. Why? Because he's a covenant player. Am I teaching? Build for me an altar made of earth and offer your sacrifice to me. Your burnt offerings and peace offerings, your sheep and goat. So sometimes God demands distance from us and your cattle build my altar wherever I cause my name to be remembered. 
So, the only way you can bring God to the state of remembrance is to raise an altar. And I will come to you and bless you. So, Osofo, wherever God sees an altar, he came there to bless. I say, wherever God sees an altar, he comes to bless. When you walk into Porter City, you have walked you have entered a portal in the spirit. You have entered a place of an altar. God's name is on this ground. He said, I will put my name upon them. So there is a name here. All grounds are not the same. All places are not the same. Jacob said, God is here and I know not. The place is called Bethel. Who started raising the altar? The Abraham. And the ladder was pumped from heaven to the earth. Angels were ascending and descending. And God stood at the top and started speaking. But if Jacob prayed in his house, God wouldn't have come there. So don't just enter every place and think that all places are the same. No. It's a deception. When I went to Dr. Young, he chose prayer camp at the mountain of prayer. I could sense it. Just walking around there, you feel the presence of God. I saw people lying in auditorium and praying. Remember what I told you? Consistency attracts spirits. Mm. So they prayed there, prayed there, prayed there. I was at Dr. Young, he chose 60th birthday in ministry. So he was celebrating his 60th, 60 years in ministry. And I had the privilege to go there with my wife and Richard Robert. It means that the prayer mountain has probably been there for not less than 50 years. So what happened to a place people have prayed for 50 years? Ah, it's a place in Israel. When Solomon built the temple, the temple has what is called the outer court, inner court, and the holy of holies. And no matter how I preach, it is better to go to the wilderness and see even the tabernacle and where it is pitched in the wilderness. And there are people there that explain. Now, when there was a battle in that land, at a point, Israel couldn't have access to the temple. And so there is a place they play. It's called the Wailing War. And the reason why it's called the Wailing War is, let me explain to you, that is the name they give to you. So let's say, if this was the temple mount that they built there, this particular place, eh? It's the entrance to the temple. This place was the Holy of Holies inside. Because we can't have access to the Holy of Holies. We stand at the wall that stands between the outside the Holy of Holies and pray. So the reason they pray at the wailing wall is that it's the wall that leads to the Holy of Holies. Watch this. And as a result of that, they have prayed they are a certain presence. To the extent that American president that are struggling can go there and put a request. The, the, the culture and the tradition of the place is that you don't only pray, you write your request and leave it there. The reason is that when I leave my request and I go, Peter is from United States. He will come there and pray. Your request is there. When Peter leaves, Pastor Albert is from South America, you come there and pray because almost every nation travel to Israel. And 24 hours, 365 days, prayer goes on in the Willy Wall. I have a Jewish friend that is a rabbi. One day I called him, I said, Rabbi, I want you to come to Ghana and visit me. And he said, Oh, Nana, I can't travel. I said, Why? He said, I'm a Levite. I said, What do you mean by the Levite? He said, No. By the culture and what I do as an Orthodox Christian, as a Levite, my assignment is to always pray at the Wailing Wall for Israel. And because of that, I can't travel. 
So apart from people praying there, these people are standing there every time and praying. And I told you that consistency attracts spirits. It is the same way. Persistent break resistance. So when you persist, there is some, that is the reason I'm preaching this thing. It moves you into a certain assignment and impartation and grace for prayer. And as you persist, the altars of your father's house will leave you alone. The altars of your mother's house will leave you alone. So, anytime you see darkness, try to bring out light. It's not to, it's not to put any fear on you. Hallelujah to Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's less than, I don't know, maybe eight years there about that we came to Portis. But you cannot attend a month of fasting that has come here. This is a place people fast for 40 days, 49, 45 days, 50 days, 70 days. I'm not talking about, forget about even the one we eat. We are talking about people drinking holy water. Can't God be attracted? 14 days, 7 days. Little, little children. If you call, don't hear my prayer. Come here. This little boy was about how many years? You were 10 years, eh? Yeah. 10 years yesterday. He came to know that for me to pray for him. 10 years yesterday. Huh? Is it 10 or 11? 11. 11 years. Last year, what is the longest fasting you did? 14. 14 days only on water. When he finished, he came to kneel down and told me that, Papa, I've, I just finished 14 days. He was 10 years and he did 14 days only on water. So watch this this place god is already raising next generation yeah. prophets yeah. sit down boy no some of the young girls here these are teenagers they are there you see them 10 days 14 days they do it my, my daughters i mean i have to stop my daughter at the point i said no girl i taught you the fasting he was writing examination and it was seven days dry and i said fasting doesn't make you concentrate you can do it but don't do it to write examination because fasting it doesn't make you even think well sometimes when you are fasting you misbehave yeah. obi of fasting be okay since this is super papa you see that the thing is not joining well it's not an easy thing it's a sacrifice no some of you don't know the experience of what we talk you don't understand god is raising them if you fast 14 days at 40 at 10 years what will you do when you are 30 if you maintain that momentum think about it that is why it's a shame for you that you can't fast for seven days this is 10 years boy 10 it's not God that is not blessing you. If God bless you, you misbehave because you don't understand. Listen, Jesus said, give not that which is precious to swine. They will trample upon it. You cannot pay price for any spiritual gift and misbehave. When I see prophets who are sleeping with people, I doubt where they got anointing from. Build for me an altar. Tell your neighbor, God commanded altars to be built. Go to verse number 25. Huh? If you use stones to build my altar, use only natural uncut stones instruction for the way to raise it so don't go and bring blocks natural uncut stones everything god made appreciate everything man made depreciate that is why it's difficult to buy a land and keep it for four years and still buy it and sell it less than you bought it 
And when you buy a car brand new when you are selling it, you might not get the same price. Because everything God made appreciate. So when he was commanding the altar, he said, if you use stones to build the altar, use only natural. If there are natural, there will be, there will be artificial stones. So when you go and see a rock and you see a block, they are not the same. Where have I been wrong? Do not shape the stones with a tool, for that will make the altar unfit for holy use. Look at the instruction. This thing is a serious matter that we are talking about. The instruction to build the altar. So when they go there and Abraham them are building the altar, they pick the raw stones and arrange them. At that time, it was goat and sheep and cattle, depending on what you are looking for. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. No. No. How will you get out of hand to mouth? How will you move from surviving to living? When you are not ready to pay price, how will you do that? Take that little thousand Ghana city salary. Show some 50 or 100 out of it. There is no other way God can bring you out. I was not born a rich man. I was not born a richer. When I was marrying my wife, I couldn't even afford a chamber at all. The white house I was living, I didn't rent it. The church I was serving at that time rented it for about five, seven pastors. And everybody is entitled for only one room. I was graduated from the one that you have the rooms and you sleep in a common bathroom, you bath in a common bathroom and toilet to a place where I got my own, what is called uh, master bedroom. It means that instead of coming out to bath, I can bath and do other things inside. So you enter the room and there was a master bedroom. That is where I married. All the rest of the pastors with me, most of them married, some of them married before me. Telling me to wait until I hire a house Hey, rent a house from where? There's nothing to rent. I was using my mother's sofa. That sofa was bought in Suhum. When that was my mother's first station from training college. The sofa inside was a spring. If you have a trap door and you have lived in a compound house to prevent mosquitoes, there is a spring you open. It, it closes the door automatically so that your carelessness and your stubborn children will not leave the door for mosquitoes to enter because Ghana mosquitoes can kill a queer. My mother bought that sofa 1969. Oh, say, hey, keep quiet there and listen to me. That is what we're living on. Now, it has a foam. And the foam is raw. When I say raw, when you go to foam mattress, they cut the foam raw. There is a rubber we say in Cantamanto. Some of them are striped blue and white. So I put them inside and I put them. Sometimes people can come and sit on it and based on the hooks in their jeans, they tear it. Number two, I don't like people with big waist and hips to visit me. Because when they sit down, they enter inside. I have a pastor friend there who used to be a carpenter so he cut plywood and put them inside that's where i started how do you move from surviving to living hey. the child doesn't want to hear the truth there is seed that scatters and and became rich there is seed that reholds and become poor we are reholding we are deceiving ourselves with our giving 
deceiving ourselves with our giving. And we, the deception is too much. The devil to us throw things in the atmosphere. So people have resigned giving. So if you are not spiritual in this in generation, you will not do what God says do. No. When I went to church and I dropped my car and my wife khaki, I was not thinking about who would drive there. I was just obeying God. I saw other pastors driving there, but I didn't care. No. When things leave your hand and come to the altar, it's not your business to find what they use it for. Just make sure what you are sowing your seed is integrity. The reason is that in the Old Testament, the sacrifice you are bringing must be bent and the smoke only goes to God. I was not thinking about who is going to use it. No. Who cares about that one? No, I gave it and I walk home. That's what it is. <laughs> ah. If you use stones to build the altar, use only natural on stones do not save the stones with the two for that will make the altar unfit so there are altars that are not fit for sacrifice because the construction method itself is wrong you can go to a church and the altar that is washing the human being has been buried it's a common story not every altar in our generation they can mention the name jesus the father you hear jesus does not mean is jesus christ of nazareth because nobody can say jesus is lord except by the holy ghost so if you don't have the holy ghost in you the jesus you are mentioning is from spain it's a, it's a common spanish name and do not approach my altar by going up by going up a steps so in those days the altar of sacrifice don't build the steps there don't do it if you do someone might look up under your clothing so what God was checking is that oh for they know your bar. Number two, when you climb the altar like that, eh, this thing is so sacred that look at the way God said, someone might see your clothing or your naked. When you climb the altar like that, and you build it because they can build it very high, and a lot of you too now don't dress well. In our generation, I'm not going to hit that point very strong. I'm just chipping it in to remind you. So God knowing human beings put structures. And do not approach my altar by going upstairs. If you do, someone might look up under your clothing and see your nakedness. So I'm in trouble. Even God doesn't want to see some things. So put the thing here and just let it below. Sacrifice on it. Instruction for altars. <laughs> Amen. That is a godly altar. Everybody say godly altar. No, say, 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 don't sleep on me. Say godly altar. So tell your neighbor there are godly altars. I can tell you that when you enter Porter City, it's a godly altar. I can say that by all the grace on me. So every child of God can raise a godly altar through number one prayer number two a child of god can raise a godly altar through praise number three a child of god can raise a godly altar through worship number four a child of god can raise a godly altar through thanksgiving 
No, this one they won't like it, but I'll say it. You can raise a godly altar through giving, tithing, through giving and tithing. So you give and give and give and give and give until an altar is raised. So, what do you mean by what I'm talking about? That is why don't just be careless in your house. They're everywhere. Find a particular spot or a place you pray. Once God sees you there, He knows He has an appointment with you. So you keep hearing me say, My prayer room, my prayer room, my prayer room. I spend more time there than anything else. If you visit me, I have a nice hall. I can put you there and give you coke. But if I take you to the prayer room, what you can tap there is more than the nice hall. One day, I went to redeem Krizaka. You were with me. When I went there, Papa Deboye, old house that we, we were there. Like when I came here, the, the, when we started, the house I used to live is where some of the pastors are sleeping now. So they make it a tourist attraction. That people go there too. So people come there, we pay money, and then we went there to see. This is where Papa Deboye was living first. This is his bedroom. This is his wife. Uh, the, 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 their bedroom uh, is designed in such a way that uh, there are two beds, but there's no wall. So it's a room. So that if the papa is engaged in prayer, then mama can sleep in another place. Now, so they make it so people go there. It's a small one, small house be that people go there. They tell us, if some of this knows for preaching is there, thank God for Nigerians. They are smart. They didn't take things for granted. If it's America, they would do the same thing. Now, hear this. Somebody has a goalta from some of the testimony I read. And he came there and there was a god. So even when we went there, the bed was there, this old bed. We all slept on it. I went there, touched the bed and slept on it. When he came to Ghana Independence Square to preach, for International Central Gospel Church, one of the end of pastors, say, 40 days and 40 nights fasting, only on water. Me and my wife has done plenty. So nothing just happens. He's over 50 something years in ministry, but he said it. Now they say they were talking about as a result of people going for the tourists, people that has been healed. So somebody has a goiter, you go there, lie on the bed, and instantly the goiter vanish. Instant. So an altar can be a designated place. An altar can be an individual. Somebody who has paid a certain price in standing with God. He has become an altar. So when you meet somebody like Young Gicho, it's an altar. When you meet Papa Deboye, it's an altar. When you meet Bishop Oedepo, he's an altar. When you hear Smith work his back, hey! Hallelujah to Jesus. Are you getting it? They've Pay a certain price. So when you take a seed and you sow into their life based on understanding and faith, you are tapping into something. Godly authors. Oh, okay. Let me tell you the blessing of a country called United States of America. 
The foundation of that country itself is based on the Bible. So the blessing you see in America that they are trying to cross is not by accident. Those guys are enjoying the prayer groanings and the cries of their forefathers. What is the foundation history of America? They were persecuted in Europe for serving the Lord. They migrated there. They are the only country who has money with the inscription in God we trust. It's not even on the shekel, which is an Israeli money. And I can tell you that in the history since Jesus died 2,000 years ago, no country has given to the gospel than the United States. When I say giving, not just money, raising of revivalists, high, outstanding evangelists. Even if you cannot remember, if you don't know A. A. Allen, if you don't know uh, Charles Pagin, if you don't know Odyssey, you can know somebody like Billy Graham. Ooh. How many souls did this man want? All this thing is coming from America. I watch all African preachers from Papa Deboye to be Papa Boye Depo to uh, uh, Papa Duncan Williams to uh, uh, Dr. Menso Taben. All of them, you hear, trace your father to Kenneth Hagen. So there is something about America that fathered the gospel. Most of them. Bishop Depo will tell you that I got the faith from Papa Hagen. All these people become an altar. Hagen is an altar of faith. Ora Robert is an author of evangelism and miracles. And they, Catherine Coma, think about them. Rehan Bonke was a German, but he couldn't fulfill his ministry until he became an American. And it's as a result of prayer, you hear things like Azusa Reviver. I went to California to preach and I told them, take me to the Azusa. That point when the revival happened, and they sent me there. In the same California there that the devil want to take over there, there is a woman called Amy McPherson, the founder of Four Square Gospel. Jesus Christ. I went to the Azusa Revival. This is over 100 years ago. I still felt the presence. And the Lord told me something I'll never forget. There is a lingering anointing. So listen. When you walk into Porter City, you are not just walking to any ground with familiarity. There is a lingering anointing. Some, some dangerous, modern spirits. The spirit of just men make perfect as preaching. This is a place that has hosted people like Ken God, Archbishop Duncan Williams, Dr. Ampia Kofi. The God of Isudanaba. Takia boy. Other ones I might not even remember to mention their names. They have walked into this place. And all of them must make a deposit. Into this ground. Even the ones that we couldn't get them here. We went to tap the anointing from South Korea and brought it. We went to Canaan and tap it and brought it. We went to Bishop TDJ, tap it and brought it. We went to Jerusalem, tap it and brought it. I'm going to show you eh, to lock down the authors of your background. It also connect. It depends on the kind of association you move around. It will make it will make the manifestation moves very faster. God will expedite it by association. 
Some of you want to be delivered, but the kind of association you belong to is wrong. No. You are not in the right side. You are not in the right group. No. There are even people that when God draw them closer to anointing, they take it for granted. Not everybody can come to my house. It's not everybody that had opportunity. Not know me. There are some of you, you have never been to my house and you might never be there. Yes, but there are people, they have the opportunity to come. There are people, I, I bring them to my house. I, there are even some, I take them to my bedroom. There are some, I take them to my prayer room. That is the closeness. But the devil has another strategy that he used. And that trusted weapon is called familiarity. Familiarity is somebody who has come close to something that will deliver them, but they cannot discern it. And because of their lack of discernment, they treat the thing with contempt. And familiarity will automatically bleed contempt. You cannot respect anything you despise. I'm teaching. So that's what it is. Does it change? No. Look at it. The man that is raising four days dead. His hometown people say, is that not the carpenter? Oh, excuse me, more than a carpenter. This is the creator of the earth you are working on. So, and the Bible says, man of God, he could do no miracle. Not that he wouldn't, he couldn't. The King James used an English word, he couldn't. So, if Jesus is willing to do, there is an embargo based on familiarity. So, some man of God can lay hands on you, nothing will happen because of the state of your heart. There is an embargo on the release of the oil. So, hear this. It is not enough to get close to pastors and serve them. Learn the techniques of hanging around them and not people come from afar. He said, many will come from afar. Many, Jesus Christ told them. He told them that, hey, and say, the people of Nineveh will rise up and condemn this generation, even though the Messiah is standing in front of them. Listen, listen, listen. I heard a pastor say something in a conference. Say, even people that count money offerings in church, they don't give. I was shocked. If you count money, be careful. I heard a pastor in America say it. He said, I noticed something. He said, people that count, they don't sacrifice and break through. People that come closer to pastors, hardly even get healed. Or says that collect money, highly gives. If you are playing drums and playing keyboard, at the time you are playing keyboard, people are giving. You don't stop. If you are not smart, you will keep coming to church and never give an offering. And your destiny will never change. These are all strategies in the, in the church. So it happens. If you are quite a by the time you are giving offering, you are standing on a platform singing. So you'll be dancing and hey, 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 and then singing. Hey. You see, others are sowing. You pretend you are forgotten. And you keep going. I told you, only the devil moved. God asked him, Where are you going? Where have you coming from? He said, I've been moving to and flow. Do you know that you can come to church? Eh? And there is something you used to do based on the department you get in, you stop doing it. This is what is called spiritual maturity. I'm telling you. <laughs> I started coming to church and give offering 10 cities, it was persuasive. And because I pick one revelation from Solomon, he sacrificed thousand, hundred thousand, one twenty. So the Lord to be growing, giving, and I pick it up. 
I, I move, 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 came to 100, 200. I don't know where I am now. And I don't need to tell you. Somebody's faith can stop you from believing God. Yeah. Let's say, I heard a man who bought an aircraft for a man of God share his testimony. And he said, I heard a preaching and I started blessing men of God. And some the first time I blessed a man of God, it was a basket of fruit. And I sent there. And I grew in that giving. One day I came to the place. Listen, let me tell you something. I have told general prophetic words here that some people, a time is coming, their Christmas hamper will be cast and they jump. Amen. But this one, they didn't even give body a hamper. So think about it. If you don't know how to give pastors hamper, when will you give cars as hampers? Anyone that is faithful in little will be faithful in great. This is the way it works. So don't deceive yourself. I'm not standing here. Nobody's deceiving anybody here. When I tell you to give, I know what I'm preaching. It's not even Bible. It's a practical experience. It's an experiential message. You can preach prayer and not pray. No. If I taught you how to fast, the reason why I, you are fasting is because I didn't come to preach a theological sermon. It was an experiential. Ten years thereabout. The first time I returned from the waiting, the Lord told me, go and present yourself to the people. And I came. Some of you burst up in tears. And this is how far it has brought us. So listen, the revival you want to operate, buy it in the spirit. <laughs> buy it by association. Buy it by divine connection. Buy it by the kind of group of people you work with. And buy it by sacrifice. And don't just sit there and waste your destiny. One eye man, an African-American, started Azusa Revival. Someone was sitting there and started Kayoka. And sometimes two weeks, people are in the presence of God praying. It attracted the presence of God. And sparked a move of God. Azusa Revival birthed two churches. Church of God of Nations and Assemblies of God. Bam. One British white man migrated to Ghana on the missions. Landed in a, a town in Eastern region called Samankese. And pray, 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 pray. Pray until fire came to rest on the prayer place. That is the birth of Church of Pentecost. Look at it. Nothing just happens. If you don't take care, eh? And let me tell you, let me tell you after listening to me. If your children suffer what you have suffered, you are a disgrace to the kingdom. Amen. It means that you have not understood how to end the generational curse and start a generational blessing. Nothing just happens. Authors can even let you think it's a mistake. Let me tell you something. Authors can let you think it's a mistake that your children has a car with a driver because you never had that opportunity. The authors can pervert your mind to think this in the way they are doing eh, we, they are being pampered too much because you have not understood generational blessing Isaac was richer than Abraham 
The man walks for well, the man went forward and was great and went forward until he became very great. Abraham, that prophet, his son was richer than him. Because why? His his roof became his child's, his son's platform. Now listen. If your roof must become your son's platform, what kind of roof is that? Is it the roof of renting a chamber hall? Your Bible says, a good man that served the Lord in righteousness can even live inheritance for his grandchildren. It's in your Bible. A good man lives inheritance for his children's children. So, listen. All, let me tell you one of the things that all this put in your family and your mother's belief. And my mother, and I never heard you say, but I heard some aunties. If I've taken care of you for your tea to come, take care of me for my tea to just go off or remove or whatever way you want to say it. What a confession. Who said at the end of your life, you must lose your teeth? Let me tell you what prosperity means. If people lose their teeth, they go and buy another one and it's gold. So not having teeth is poverty. If I was off, let me tell you. There are some of them the teeth they didn't remove, they went to dentists and removed it themselves and put gold ones there. And some of those teeth, one of them is over fifty thousand dollars. So, if you are here, you don't have a teeth, you are just poor. That's all. That's all. There's no difference about it. So, don't go by those proverbs. No. As I studied the altars, I, I lied down today hours, and as I studied, I realized one common thing among their effect and among the dangers of their effect, one of the things they enforce is poverty. 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 Survival life. What is survivor? Your salary finished before. The, the end of the month. Let me come deeper. It finished before you even get it. So some of them, when they are going to withdraw the money from the bank, is going to pay bills. All tests can let you go and engage in a battle that you are not supposed to. I'm trying to open your eyes so that you stop the spiritual carelessness and that spiritual uh, dadabahood that you think that when you go and some prophets lay hands on you, your destiny will change. Check those prophets whether their life has changed. You check them. Check the way they are giving you toffee. Check them. If it's toffee, I'll go and work in Nestle. This training I'm giving to you, if you develop a good heart, in seven years from now, you are not a household name. God has not sent me. That is what has brought me here. This training I'm giving to you. If your generations and your children in the spirit 
And I prayed that God showed the person to me. I saw myself walk through a labor wall. There was a lady lying down, pushing a child. The Lord said, point your hand and tell her, your womb will not bear armed robbers. Clear cuts in the spirit. So, I can point you at the other side and tell you, your womb will bear great men and women. Then the Lord showed me that some things are bare from the wolf by altars. It's for tomorrow. I will show you. Carelessness of some of you, you didn't speak into your womb. Mm. I wish I knew it. When my wife was pregnant, every day I would speak a word. Some of you, it's at the time your wife is pregnant that you stay quarrel. Spiritual strategies. So what we couldn't do earlier, we have to do it later on. You either defer or you continue. By this training I'm giving you, if your children don't rule this country, God has not sent me. Yo, they say they will possess the gate of their enemies. The foundation has been laid. We couldn't fast. When I was at the age of this girl, I didn't fast. I didn't know how to fast. Today you can fast for three days, 14, whatever, only drinking water. I wish I have that foundation. The seed of the righteous shall be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright, higher kodabaya, your wife shall be like a fruitful vine. And your children like me, like olive tree, run about your table. So, 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 so give me one second. No, no. It is not because there is something wrong with the country you live. It's not because there is something wrong in the family background you come from. It's because of the altars you are fighting. And let me show you this. Come. 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 First ball. Second ball. Third ball. Fourth ball. Maybe last ball. This is the altar of poverty. Only this one is a Christian. So all the altar's attention is on him. I am telling you the reason your battle is fierce. But for this family, everybody is born again. This is where the altars get confused. So instead of dealing with one person, this one's prayer comes after the altar. This one's prayer. This one's prayer. This one's prayer. This one's prayer. That is why God said, don't marry an unbeliever. Do not equally joke together. Joke together. Because it will make the battle too fierce. You will start from the bottomless pit. A city built on a hill cannot hide. What about if you are in a pit? 
Where will you climb up to the level floor before you get to the mountain so that you can be advertised? So if you see a loan that is born again, then the altar's attention because the altars don't have divided attention. Then they fight your marriage, your choice for a partner. When men are coming around you, they block them. When you meet the right men, the ushers meet them. They attack them in a dream. They will visit them and tell them, if you marry this girl, we'll kill you. So the guy comes back and sends me a testimony. I'm not interested in a girl. Why? They put fear in him. Unfortunately for her, he is also living in carnality. He has not understand, he has no understanding of what he is fighting. So small time, then he's gossiping small, and all this thing empowers the the satanic altar. Every fornication empowers an altar. Every sin empowers an altar. I'm going to take you there in a second. So hear this, and I want you to get it right. It is not God. It is not that God does. God will not forgive the sins you have committed. He can't do that because of Christ. But He doesn't want to see you go through the consequence, because God is love. The love we practice, it is His nature. So when He sees you, give the legal ground for the enemy to deal with you. He gives him sleepless nights. And Jesus wept. Why did He wept? Why was he weeping? Why is God crying? Is he seeing something he doesn't want to see? Jesus wept twice in his life. What was Lazarus do? Oh, Jesus Christ. And the reason for that weeping was unbelief. The second one, he wept on Jerusalem. He said, I wish you know your time of visitation. What a tragedy. That Jacob said something. And it hit me. You can read it like a story, but the first time I read it, he said, God is here and I know not. It means he makes it. The greatest tragedy is to be where God is and you don't know. He makes it. And because he makes it, staying in Laban's house was a struggle. He changed his wages ten times. honey if you mix it the second time then you were capital fool so the second encounter when he met God he hold God by his dress if you don't bless me I will not let you go I met the first one but not this one God dislocated his hip he said I don't care you either kill me or bless me I pray that you will not mix it the second time. You will not mix it again for the rest of your life. If you have mixed it before, next time, may you hold God. And a man wrestling with God, if you believe the Bible, and God touches him. At the time Jacob finished, he was limping. But the guy said, I mixed it the first time. I suffered years in Laban's house. He changed my wages 10 times. I don't want to suffer again. Part of the suffering was the altar that named him. 
So when the angel was going to knock that altar, simple, what is your name? As if God doesn't know his name. It is this same God that called himself the God of Jacob. Why is he asking your name? Something has happened in that portal. That is going to shift the destinies. Something is going to move in. Yes. The atmosphere. And that encounter. If that encounter doesn't happen. We don't know when the country of Israel will be formed. One encounter. Birth a country. It moves somebody from individual to a nation. What is your name? He said, my name is Jacob. He, he, he believed enough to say that. But when you met me at Bethel, you mentioned my name. So why are you asking my name? Don't ask God questions. Don't make that mistake. Don't ask your God questions. Just answer his question. My name is Jacob. And the shift is from today. From today. From today. It means that what it is. Your blessing can start from today. It can start from this night. The shifting. The tables can turn at this point. Your name shall no more be called Jacob. But Israel. As a praise. As a praise. That has fought with God. And you have prevailed. So one encounter moving from a nation, a deep individual to a nation. But this thing, he makes it at first, but he said, This one I will mix it. <laughs> Sit down. Now. Why is it a sacrifice? When you start it like this, sometimes you vomit. I've seen. If you take my book and read it, there's something we call <laughs> the discomfort and the troubles of fasting. Everybody get this book. Nobody knocks altars down without fasting. Because the spirit behind altars is Leviathan. The year of uh, divine multiplication is just a foundation. But God is going to put a lot of prophetic words on it. <laughs> Listen. Don't ever give up. Whatever you have lost, it's a reaction. Now listen. When the devil attack what belongs to you. It shows your destiny. So listen. There is a way you see an attack. And there is a way you define it. That can catapult you to another realm. So. It may be painful. But just believe God. That one day you will rise above it. Some of the authors, I'll, I'll, I'll get that to you tomorrow. It is impossible for you to move them. But just rise above them. So there are, how do I know I've not moved them? Because they are dealing with other people in the family. It means that, so this thing is a, it's, it's a personal adventure. Because they are not going anywhere. Curses are already in the ground. Go back and weed the farm. And till it and dress it nice. And don't plant any maize. Growth you don't expect will come from the ground. So, when you leave it like that, they will still grow. So, get it. I probably might not have knocked the altars in my background, but I've, I've risen above them. And listen, <laughs> no matter what a building is high, when you get to an aircraft, 
and you fly into the air, it becomes a kapoepoe. This man may be tall because of where I'm standing. But if I decide to move like this, can you imagine there was another step for me to go? There was another step for me to go. So the reason the problem is big is that you are standing on the same level with the program. So when, when you start fasting like this, in the spirit realm, you have taken off like an aircraft. Look at the way God defines this. They that fast. And the theologians use the word, they that wait upon me, they shall renew their strength. They will mount up. It means that when they started fasting, huh, the law of aerodynamics took place. The law of lifts. They started lifting into the air. And the things that were trying to challenge them now is under them. Amen. If you are serious, you are serious. Who say you cannot make it in life? No, it's time for us to get serious. We are dealing with too many things. Authors are added. When I was growing up, huh? There was nothing like coronavirus. When I was a young boy, 10 years like the boy that was here, there was no HIV. The devil keep adding up. One day, a couple walked to me and the woman started crying. She went to the hospital to check and they say it's HIV positive. Thank God they are cures and things now that they are working. But the mystery is that the woman said something. She said, Papa, I've been telling her to pray. He doesn't pray. Me, I follow you. I'm always fasting and praying. He said, we have done seven tests. Mine is negative, but his own is positive. And they have two children. So most of this sickness, they are spirits. They know a house fly cannot step on hot food. Oh, Jesus is Lord. Can I say that again? A house fly cannot step on hot food. One of the demonic name of the devil is called Beelzebub. He's the prince of the flies. It's a vampire or something. Your fasting was a rain. You say it was a rain. Kakaka, we say rain. Your destiny and your breakthrough is important, but laziness will not let you come. No, listen. Prayer meetings are very small. Because people are not ready to pray. People want solution, but without a price. People want breakthrough, but without a price. Hey, hey. As a man that is going to be the first person to do wedding in my family, the Lord walked to me those days, 21 days of fasting. Nobody can, no can alter down without a life of fasting. Anne's ministry was fasting. So, we are coming to the place that prayer and fasting will be people's full-time ministry. Godly altars bring initiation, maintaining and establishing of God's blessing. So, whatever you see godly altar, it's a place of initiation. It's a place of maintenance and a place of what you initiate you maintain and a place of establishment of god's blessing you got married at the altar you got born again at the altar oh you can break your poverty at the altar what is another thing that you will love it 
Godly altars fight and destroy satanic altars. When you hear somebody has gone to Juju and put your name there, don't only go and pray and fast. It means that he has engaged an altar to destroy you. You must find an altar. Listen, and I love this about the satanic agent. They know what to do. Go to Second Kings. Let me show you something. Uh, ka, pa, 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 pa. Everybody say two Kings chapter three, verse twenty-four. Says verse twenty-four. This is a battle between Moab and Israel, and Israel prevail. But when the Moabite arrive at the Israel camp, the army of Israel rush out and attack them. You didn't check your strength before you go in for battle until they turn and run. The army of Israel chased them into the land of Moab, destroyed everything as they went. Wow. They destroyed the towns, covered their good land with stones, stopped all the springs, and cut down all the good trees. Finally, only Kehazareth and its stones, its stone walls were left, but men with strings surrounded and attacked it. Are we together? When the king of Moab saw that he was losing the battle, this is what the desperate satanic agents can do. Those who serve the devil, they don't take things for granted. Is it a secret society? <laughs> they will wear their regalia and enter there. Hey, tomorrow, take off your director regalia and put on your prophetic regalia. Yeah. Let me point and tell you this. May you be the first prophet of your destiny. Yeah. Your life before anybody prophesy about you, prophesy to yourself. I cannot be poor, I refuse to be desperate, I refuse to be a loser, I refuse to be a failure. That is a prophet of his destiny. You are using your mouth to shape your destiny, And when the king of Moab saw that he was losing the battle, he left 700 of his swordmen in a desperate attempt to break through the enemy lines near the king of Edom. But they failed. So this one is called special forces. Special forces. In Rolling time, it was 64 engineering regiment. Oh, ha. counter force. Go to the United States. Marshals. Dangerous special forces. So the guy brought 700 special forces and the things still fail. It means that the battle was more than physical. And they are sharp about it. Now look at what they did. When the king of Moab, then the king of Moab took his oldest son. Who would have been the next king? So the sacrifice is heavy. It's not just a human being. This is next of king. He took the one. It means that I better win this battle than even if I don't get anybody to rule, I must win. So the crown prince was laid at the altar. And then the king of Moba took his older son, who would have been the next king, and sacrificed him. Cut off his head. Blood was goosing on the altar. And was sitting there. Your offering is 10 cities. Your offering is one CD. Perverted thinkers. You think these people are joking? Do you know the battle you are fighting? Do you know the enemy lies? Do you know the things dealing with your, you in your family? Do you know the things they put on the altar? I want to show you something. I never forget it. The Bible said after the special forces, 
He took his eldest son. So do you know what suffering he did? He took the battle from the natural to the supernatural. Now, I don't want to fight the battle again. No more sword. No more arrows. Let the blood speak. And it's a blood of the nest of Cain. Look at your neighbor and say, the joking is too much. Tell the, tell, tell the doctor, you have joked too much. Then, the king of Moab took his oldest son, who would have been the next, next king, and sacrificed him as a burnt offering on the wall. So there was a great anger against Israel. Where is the anger coming from? Where is the projection of the anger? What is the source of the anger? Another, another translation says, and the battle turned. Look at it. And the Israelites withdraw. They didn't withdraw because their munitions are finished or have become weak. The AK 47s were there, the, ba the bazookas were there, all the missiles were there, but another altar is speaking. It means again, altars are dangerous than guns. Altars are powerful than missiles. Israel withdraw. Nobody stopped them. Moab was not fighting, but the winners redraw. This is what he showed me. I read this thing many years, and I'm just talking about what king, the, the king of Moab did. Listen, the devil cannot take anybody by surprise. It's you that don't know what to do. Even Elijah, Jezebel gave him 24 hours. So you have 24 hours to consult your God. So don't come and tell me, took you by surprise. If I don't make your life work, one of these prophets you kill, one of these my altar, I, I mean, builders that you have destroyed tomorrow by this time. So Elijah has no means to run away. You are the one that caught fire from heaven. Now, listen, let me tell you this. So let me tell you this. An individual can be an altar. So Jezebel is an altar. Jezebel voice make a prophet that caught fire run. Do you know the mistake of Elijah? Do you know the mistake? He picked the revelation and the calling the fire from heaven. The Bible says he repaired the altar. The fire wouldn't have come. She was too smart. Everywhere fire came down from heaven, it got attracted by sacrifice. But that, apart from Sodom and Gomorrah, when you rain fire for judgment, which I can show you, Elijah repaired the altars that was broken. And told them, fetch water into the fire. <laughs> a lot of things can happen at the place of the altar. What stops fire is water. Water was in the altar before fire came. The Bible says, and the fire leaked the water. So at the place of the altar, different things can turn. A lot of things can shift. When there is a fire, we use water. To quench it but at the place of the altar fire leaks water it will i have never heard anything like that may the lord give you understanding huh? don't sit there and just talk to me the way you are talking eh, and daddy i have to mar your marriage will not be it will not come easy if you depend on your so-called beauty you will stay for long a price to pay it's not your fault you were a beautiful girl but the authors have has put on a fight raising your children will not come easy build 
Starting a business will not be easy. It will not come by the way you have crossed your leg and drinking tea. January is not an eating month. It's a month of foundation. Whatever will happen from February to December is determined by what we do in January. If the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? This is the voice of the Lord that came to me like a tender. Israel redraw and return to their own land. The Moabite took over and won them. This is what God asked me. When the Moabite king cut off his son on the sacrifice, where is Israel's altar? Don't try to fight altars with prayer. Alone. Don't try to fight altars with prayer alone. When they sacrifice on the altar, you go to your altar and let the battle become altar versus altar. Sir. Makudibi Atoyo Razibi Tomorrow I'm going to show you something. Tomorrow I'll show you something. Altar versus altar. So you see somebody come here. Man of God, take this car. Man of God, I put this money under your feet. And the apostles and the church in the New Testament were bringing the monies into the apostles' feet because those guys has worked with Jesus and they were all others. Hey! Some of them has witnessed the mountain of transgression. They've seen prophets who have died and gone. So when you meet Peter, he has encountered Elijah. He has encountered Moses. Who have you encountered? You think you will just give birth like that? No. What you carry, it will raise a battle. What is in your womb is called Samuel. There must be a battle before you birth it. What is in your womb is called Isaac. There must be a battle. It's a type of Jesus. What is in your womb is called John the Baptist. You must battle in your old age before you bring it out. Listen, do you know your problem? Comparing yourself with other people. You don't even know the destiny of what you carry. Not every woman childbirth will come easy. <sighs> it is not over until you win. Yes, so hey, let me talk to you. Hannah, don't compare yourself to the other ladies in the church who are just married and they are giving birth to children. Some of the time, you will lose the firstborn, lose the second, lose the third before your, your, your somewhere comes. Because the devil knows what he's fighting. If there is anything I've learned about this guy called the devil, he doesn't fight anything that doesn't have a future. He doesn't waste his ammunition. He's not interested in dealing with pains. He's not interested. He's not interested. There is something you carry that will shake it generation. And the devil cannot handle it. He has seen it. Hey! Can I tell you this? Theologians say, the wise men that followed Jesus, they were not Christians. They were sorcerers. Yes, sir. They were divinators. Yes, sir. They were star readers. Yes, sir. The only thing is that you cannot project your enchantment on the Messiah. So instead of attack, it was a blessing. God can use anything. Today, I was in a prayer room and the Lord showed me something. There are women, there are families you go and marry. After your wedding, the artists project divorce. <laughs> so whilst you are walking out on your honeymoon, altars of divorce are following. If you don't establish an altar of prayer,
commitment and stuff like that they will knock the marriage down irrespective of how best you try the guy you married background is rough he doesn't take good care of women it's not his fault all this it's not every grace you disconnect yourself don't be a lot and separate himself from an Abraham you pitch your tent in Sodom but one day you'll be in Sodom listen when you come to the place and think it is your strength you have mixed it the greatest foolishness Lot did was to think his strength brought him the prosperity you were not supposed to be part of it leave your father and your mother's house and your kindred he passed through the family house and pick you against God's order so some altars can be broken by association what make Lord prosper was not hard working association with the covenant career that is what I'm looking for now what just happened that I touch people and deliverance takes place go unto you if authors are pursuing you and you don't have the right company ask chapter 4 give me verse number 30 23 they were threatened and after they threatened them and said don't preach being let go they went to their own company so we have all gone so listen prophet Anna said i am going to the nations to preach but i have a company at portes yes, so listen whatever happened to me i'll come back to my company if the devil can succeed in isolating you he can destroy you yeah. if he can isolate you deal with you listen look at the strategy that killed uriah put uriah at the hottest front of the battle and withdraw from him it means don't give him back in. so he was isolated for destruction there are pastors that are alone And don't also join a group that don't love you. Among the things that threw our things away at Tema was an altar. And listen to the way the Lord showed me. I didn't know that. As of it was a 30 days fasting. I said, Lord, I am not denying what you do. I just want you to let me know. If it's a mistake, let me know. Why did this happen? Said there are things I show you took it for granted. The building where we were praying, the green which meridian line is on it. So the Lord said, when you people pray, it moves through countries. It's not just a prayer, but it's a portal for satanic host. But you didn't take you took it for granted. The madame is you want go and investigate it. So sometimes eh, your house is not just a place, it transmits things. You can't take it for granted. God is here, and I know. No. So we were praying ignorantly, but we were hitting others. So what can we do? We have to stop there. But you see, God also wanted us to take us to a place because the second thing is that you'll be complacent over there so i'm not saying that that is what stop us from coming here according the devil could but if we understand the green witch lie 
you could have prayed Britain to a revival. Every country under the green which we could have prayed them into revival. So we were where God is and we didn't know. And the reason why people above you envy you is that they see something about you that you don't know. This thing is spiritual. Why don't they like me? What is me at all? Me, this small girl, I don't even know how they teach me. You are so rich, you are the chief executive. No, the man doesn't work in the natural. The way you are kind is not. He's a satanic agent who can see. The people was looking in the air, they say, hmm. I saw this sorcerer say, hmm. This particular star. It's a different star. And the Bible says they begin to move. And as they move, the star was moving. They can't pray for Jesus. They can't anoint Jesus. All God used them to do was to bring gold, frankincense, and men. So when God gets ready to prosper, you know where to transfer the wealth. So, yeah, there is no mystery about the wise men. You have to be careful your divine helpers who are sorcerers. They follow the star, but when they go to the place of Herod, they know that they were all in the same society. So we cannot get to this country by visiting the headquarters. We are moved from the land of India, but this place, we must go to the, the headquarters of the Kotik on this land. The star didn't go to Herod's house. The Bible says when they enter, the star stay outside. But the things in Herod attracted them because they carry the same thing. So, by their going there, he put Jesus on the death sentence rule. No prophet prophesied. One prophet said that I heard crying, lamentation, and riches, uh, uh, riches uh, was crying for his baby. So, children were going to die. So where there are some children, their destiny is so great that at the day they were born, if there's no prayer, it will cost other people's life. Except the covenant people. Only two children escaped. Jesus and John the Baptist. We don't have a record of where God hid John the Baptist. But Jesus was, Jesus was to away to Israel, to Egypt. If God can kill your enemies, he hide you. Lift up holy hands. Anything that alters a delay in your life, we declare a manifestation in the next 48 hours. Amen. Marital delays. Amen. Childbirth delays. Amen. Ministry delays. Amen. No, you are not looking. Are you ready to pray? Lift up your two hands and lift up your voice. Hear me. Has something delayed in your life? Yes. 
it is a, it's authors who are causing it you are going to command them to take their hands off the starting point is the prayer and the fasting sacrifices and commitment and things can be laid tomorrow i'll show you lift up your voice say in the name of jesus in the altar in my father's house in my mother's house in my territory that is speaking against me i stand on the altar of protest i transfer the battle into the hands of jesus as i lift my voice in prayer let the power of god let the voice of the blood echo in the spirit lift your voice and engage in the god bless you for listening i hope you enjoyed the message for further inquiries, contact Belt Prayer Center, P.O. Box, GP21421, Accra. Telephone, plus 233-274-009933 or plus 233-242-472655. Email us on info at portercity.com or visit our website, www.portercity.com. Location, Plot 16, Mutual Road, Pram Pram, Greater Accra, Ghana.